This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Love is Blind Wrap Up. I'm Mary, and I'm back this week to talk about drop number two from Netflix's Love is Blind season five. That will be episode five, six, and seven of this season. And of course, I'm here with my awesome co-host, Asia Welch. Asia, how are you doing today? Hello, Mary. I am doing wonderful. You know, this, this drop gave us a lot of drama, so I'm very excited to talk about it. A lot of drama packed into three little episodes. I had multiple people reach out to me and be like, "Ooh, have you gotten to episode six yet? A lot of thoughts. (laughs) So we'll get into all of it. But today we are also joined by the wonderful Nicole Weaver, entertainment reporter and host of the Black by Reality podcast. Nicole, thank you for joining us again on RHAP. And I can't wait to talk to you about everything from this drop and this season in general. So uh, big picture, would you say that you are up or down on this season so far? Oh, that's such a complicated answer. <laughs> it's like, you just gave me the hardest question ever. <laughs> um, it's in the middle. I'm not going to say it's like the best uh, season ever. It It starts strong. That's the problem. I think it starts strong and we're like starting to see it fall apart at the seams. And we're just like, what are we in? because this is not the show we usually get. (laughs) It's definitely a season where it makes you wonder uh, more about the behind the scenes of of a TV production and wondering, ooh, what were the producers thinking during all of this? Because 
definitely some ups and downs. But before we really get to jumping in, I want to remind everyone that you can all find the Love is Blind Ultimatum and Married at First Sight and Perfect Match coverage over at robhaswebsite.com slash first sight feed. And so make sure you can go there to subscribe, rate and review if you like our coverage of any of those shows and uh, check out the ones that you might not have so far. All right. So <laughs> Love is Blind. Yeah, we... um. We have a very different season on hand, I think, than we are used to. I think a lot of the typical things that we expect out of a Love is Blind season, we are not getting. I think our from our first drop, the couple that we thought, oh, this will be the steady, boring couple, <laughs> the one that uh, gets along. And they're kind of just the, you know, the one we expect to 100% get married. And so we've got, they're kind of our safety couple. Nope. Not, No. There is no safety couple couple this year. And I think uh, if ever there were a season to wonder if any of these people are going to not just say yes, but make it to the altar at all, our odds are slipping. They are going (laughs) down and down and down. Um, I think every single season we have had at least at least four, if not five or six couples who we are actively expecting to get to that decision-making at the altar. Um, by the end of this drop, drop, we are down to two. Literally, if we did not have the, the next time on and physically seeing them in wedding dresses and suits, I would not think they were making it to the altar. I just feel like th- there had to be so many points where the production was just like, should we cancel this season? Well, now we got some people that have some connections, but like two. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, we were saying this in the first drop, but we didn't even get very many couples in the pods at all. This is, Mm -hmm. I think, one of the first times where we had so few even potential couples. Like we had we had so many with the whole Lydia, Izzy and Johnny overlap. There were a lot of options there, but usually we get at least a few other people who were were getting montage clips of and we got almost nothing from the very vast majority of people who were cast on this show. So uh, I guess we'll start there. Nicole, from from the first drop in from where to where we're at now, um, is there anyone that you wish we could have seen more of? Um. Just because they even like kind of included her in the pods with Uche and Miriam, mm-hmm. um, I think she's one of the people who did get engaged. Um, so there's that. <laughs> like the only- oh, how many other couples are there that got engaged? I think it was five this season. I think that was in the Variety article. Five um, other or five total? I think it was five. Uh, I don't know. Because that's wild if they chose not to follow certain people. Exactly. You know, like. Exactly. And I know so much of that probably has to do with cost, especially when it comes to going to Mexico. But uh, I mean, how (laughs) they had to have known at the point when they only had three couples even going to Mexico. Right. Like Mm -hmm. they just maybe they just decided this year we're going to have fewer people. Like we're not going to follow and they just banked on the wrong couples. They banked on the wrong couples. Like, I I think they just got too blinded by the whole twist of Uche and Lydia mm-hmm. and just was like, well, this is so much, 
so much history and stuff that we can make a meal out of, but then did not see, <laughs> like, this could not be, there's no longevity. Like, like yeah. Lydia burnt out Aaliyah in the pause. They should have separated them or something and kept, like, a watchful eye. But I basically wrote an article for Collider being, like, Uche and and uh, Lydia should have never gotten this far because I think, I think they hurt the entire season. It so. really did. Like, I feel like without their storyline we would probably be very down on this season. And yeah. and and that and it sucks cuz like I watched um the clip of Lauren and Cameron getting um or I guess them the clip of them falling in love, not their proposal, but when she said I love you for the first time, that clip is going around on TikTok right now and I I just got I just had butterflies and I was just like I miss this feeling from that. like there when I oh I remember when they fell in love first season one it was just like oh my gosh this works love is blind is the best love experiment out there because these two people probably never would have like gotten together in real life for whatever reason and look at them falling in love and happily together still today and it's just like I, the closest I felt to that you know obviously last season with Brett and Tiffany. And then I love Bliss and Zach, but then Bliss, the, their, the Bliss and Zach start was not great. So it's just like we've gotten fully away from that being the what people think about when they think about Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, oh, no, Love is Blind is a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, sorry. I did find that what what the showrunner said about the other engaged couples. He just says there were multiple other couples that got engaged that are were not followed. So that's at least two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the fact that we didn't even see them at all, pretty much. Like there was yeah. there was the one clip where I remember someone saying, um, oh, who's your number one? Mine's uh Miriam. And we never got to see anything from that. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it's shocking because I think Love is Blind is having an identity crisis of trying to figure out what they want to be. I think a lot of people started liking the show because the concept is very, the concept is what is interesting and what is, um, can cause drama. And, and I think in general, having the idea of falling in love, getting engaged before you're meeting someone. And then even if you're not the most like electric, messy, uh, dating reality show kind of people, that there is going to be some inherent drama or awkwardness from meeting someone that you have fallen in love with and meeting them in person for the first time, doing a trial, you know, marriage together, living together, and then having to say I do or not at the altar. I would say even the couples from all the seasons, the ones that we think are the sort of not most interesting people, there is some drama there. And you think back to season one and um, was it like Kenny and Kelly or, or some, something like mm-hmm. that, their names, they weren't the most exciting people, but there was some drama there at the end with uh, them just, you know, with her saying no and, and all of that. And so I think we could still get that. I, I would like them to try and lean back into casting people who really do want to be there for marriage, not concentrating as much on trying to cast people for the mess because that's fine. If you would like to do that, that's fine. But what you're going to get then is two, two couples and you're going to have to be relying so high uh, and so heavily on this, it, on the mess and the drama. And it's going to 
it's cyclical. So it's going to result in um, people feeling like the show is just going to highlight messy relationships. And so they, the, the people who really do want to get married aren't going to apply it as heavily. And also because the people who maybe do want to get married and aren't, don't have as much drama know that even if they get on the show, they're probably not even going to be highlighted because they're just going to be one of the, uh, uh, Oh, couples who get engaged and then, because they don't even have the structure of the show to push them towards marriage might not get married. You know, I, I don't know that we've ever had one of those other couples who get engaged, actually get married. Which is yeah. so together. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like they, it, I don't know. Well, no, because we, we see Mexico and obviously we would see other people filtered in if they did follow those stories and just chose not to put them on the show. But clearly they, they don't even follow them. They just choose not to. So maybe the producer like, well, and I don't think they, married. I don't think they, they uh, send them to Mexico. Like I think those people. Right. Are, yeah. They're yeah. not there. They, but, they make a decision at some point. And I wonder how that is. It's like you, mm-hmm. you're you on this show. You're thinking that you're being, your story is being told. And you're thinking you're out to go to Mexico and something like, yeah, actually, we've decided this season we're only going to take these three. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like a wild choice. Like Maybe that's part of know. it. Maybe they like, they're like, okay, you're going to go through the pods. If you decide to propose, you will propose. And then you have a meeting. And that is the decider if you're going to Mexico or not. And go in as a couple. And they're like, okay. They're like, no. Not you. Because <laughs> you would think that the drama helps, but that the show needs successful marriages to consider to, to continue happening. Because mm-hmm. if they don't have successful couples, then why would anyone want to apply to be on the show? Yeah. I mean, and props to you for saying Kenny and Kelly. I, you could have said, Asia, you get $2,000 right now if you can name that couple. <laughs> and I would be out of $2,000. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's get talk about it. the first couple who, so, yeah, we, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I would, I would almost say that this was like Kenny and Kelly were, were, a, a very steady couple season one until they weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly here for our, our first, uh, engaged couple, at least on the show, Taylor and JP, who um, don't, uh, they, they are now, I think, join the ranks of um, Diamond and who was with Diamond? Yeah, Diamond and what was his name? Um, <laughs> Diamond and Diamond's fella. And, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, from, from last season, uh, pre-Bliss, Zach and Irina, who mm-hmm. don't even make it out of Mexico. And actually, Carlton. is it Carlton? Carlton yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, I guess uh, Shayna and whoever Shayna was with, they also, did they even go to Mexico? I'm trying to remember what happened. They left on day one. Oh, day one. Did. They slept in separate yeah. rooms or something. Yeah. Shayna but- and the guy that Shayna was with. <laughs> I don't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. The one that tried to be uh, Kyle. Yes. Shayna and he Kyle. was like with Deep D later. Uh, right. I, so the the good until the they weren't the problem is they weren't at the reveal. <laughs> like the reveal was the start of the weren't, and because uh, I, I mean, let's cut to the chase. What is? I thought he was just awkward. I just thought that okay, he's maybe he's stunned by her beauty. And he just doesn't know how to interact with her. But the fact that we find out that her makeup was the issue 
I mean, when I tell you I had to go back, the issue. <laughs> <laughs> it True. was not the issue. He uh, just says it was. <laughs> so maybe this is, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to get hate for this thought process because I think when it comes to talking about dating and relationships, so much of what you think about is reflected over your own life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that there's like a bigger conversation here when it comes to the makeup thing about what people you're dating are just people in your life that you care about. They could be your siblings, your family, your friends. When they give you feedback, especially about how you look, especially when it's a decision that you've made, especially when it's a decision that you've made over and over for many years. Mm-hmm. And then someone says, yeah, you know, I really don't like when you look like this or why do you do that? That's not attractive or whatever. That can eat away at you because like, let's say that you have a you know particular decision. So like I, I used to uh, wear my eyeliner in a very particular way. And I remember my sister Same. telling me once <laughs> like, um, like, oh yeah, why do you do that? That doesn't even look good. And I had been doing it for years. And I was thinking, First off, it's like, hey, screw you. Like, this is how I like it. Like, do that. But even even if you feel very confident and like satisfied in the way that you look and you're making these decisions for yourself and because you like them, it is going to like that feedback is going to eat away at you. And so while I think that it is perfectly fine for each person to have their own opinions about the things that they're attracted to and the things that they're interested in. There's a big difference between saying like, yeah, you know what, actually though, I'm just personally not as attracted to someone who wears that makeup. Like, I think that that is something, um, you know, I think it looks, I think it looks good. I can see why you make that decision, but it's just not really doing it for me. There's a difference than that. And telling someone, why are you doing this? You're putting on this fake face. It's fake. And basically it doesn't even, it doesn't even look good. It's caked on and you've got your huge eyelashes. And why are you even doing that when, when your bare face looks so much better? Yeah. I had, I had a significant other tell me that my bare face also looked better and I don't wear like, I mean, I wear makeup every day, but it's, it's, it's not, um, not as much as some other people do. And even though part of me thought, Oh, that's a compliment. Like, I'm glad that you like me the way that I naturally look when I clearly have some insecurities about that. Like, thank you for telling me that. But, but that basically what it's telling me is that I'm now not allowed to do anything different than that because it's actively something that you're telling me you don't like, like it's making me feel like, um, it's like the reverse of when you tell someone that you like that color on them. And so they start to wear more of that color. You know, it's like, I I start to feel like, Okay, so now it makes me feel like if I'm ever not, if I'm ever going to wear makeup, then I'm I'm doing it against you. And I know you don't like it. Yeah. Well, he makes a value judgment on it, right? It's not Mm -hmm. just, oh, you wore makeup and it's just like not my preference. He says it was fake. It was Mm -hmm. it was making me wonder, is this the rest of my life? And like, like it's it's such a misogynistic thing to throw at uh, women who have a very different pressure in our society to to for beauty standards um and to label her as fake when you just already learned so much about like her as a human literally yes oh that's the most annoying part it's like and then he he didn't even you know bring up what his preference was before that he just started treating her like she wasn't a human 
that was valuable enough to have a conversation with. And that's what really bugs me about these men <laughs> who, mm-hmm. who love calling women fake. It's like, but you're the fake one. If, if you um, treating another human being as like a human being, just worthy of casual conversation. No one says you had to like sleep with her or, or act, just a casual conversation. How are you doing? Like, what did your coffee sa- taste like? No, like that's the fake part. And you didn't even tell her until it really came push, come to shove. And, and it's crazy because he didn't meet her beauty standards. If we remember in the, after they saw each other, she said, you know, I would have approached him in the bar, like, because of his gap tooth, but that's stupid. I have met and, like, loved this person. This is a reminder, women. <laughs> don't don't actually settle when it comes to your own beauty standards, because these men don't care and will treat you like trash for the littlest <laughs> thing. <laughs> and, so. and I think that that can go... Obviously, this is not like exclusive to to things that men say to women. Like I, I there are plenty of women who will who will tell their significant others who are men like, um, yeah, I really I really hate when you have facial hair or I want you to have facial hair and not Lydia. taking into consideration <laughs> yeah, and not taking into consideration what maybe they like. And I think that there's there's the, a fine line. There's a compromise here. And I think part of that is when you're when you're dating someone um, and if you have opinions that are that are small things about the way that the other person looks, there are things that you like, preferences, whatever. There's probably a middle ground in a way that you can kind of reach some of that um, that's less accusatory and less uh, like value judgmenty, like you were saying. Um, because I think that we probably all had probably all been guilty of looking at a person. Um, and going, oh man, they would just look so much better if they did wore a little less makeup or like, why, why are they, why are they doing this every day? Or, Ooh, picturing yourself hugging them and coming away with makeup on your clothes. Right. Like he said, like, I think I'm sure that we've all had that thought in the back of our head from one time or another. Um, but, or even if it's, if it's not as negative, but just like, wow, that must take a lot of time. You know, like I, I wish I had that amount of time to, to do my hair like that or my face like that or whatever. We all do make these, these judgments. But there's a way to talk about these things with kindness and with support and not in such an accusatory way. Um, so it, it that that definitely was uh, rubbing me the wrong way. But, it, it, you know, I mean, Drake, Drake literally, as Drake has famously said, he said, sweatpants, hair tied, chilling with no, makeup, with no on. makeup on. That's when you're the prettiest. I hope that you don't take, you it, take wrong. it wrong. He knew that it could be misconstrued as a, a, a knock if he said this. JP, however, thought it was a compliment. He thought, he's like, 99% of women were have, would be like, where'd you get that from? What women are telling you this? <laughs> we First of all, the way that I do my makeup is not for you. Mm. We we mm-hmm. don't put on our makeup thinking, okay, what is this person going to think? What is this person going to think? What is this person going to think? We put our makeup on and it's like, I like what I see now mm-hmm. moving forward, right? And so it's like for him to have the audacity to not only state it in this way that just the delivery was off. He could He could have easily told her, I find you the most beautiful with no makeup um, and not did that, like 
all of the add-on was what was the most hurtful part, it seemed like in that conversation, because it's like, okay, now I'm all of a sudden fake just because I want to enhance my features through makeup. And like for her to have to feel like she had to justify it, like all women, like a lot of women do this. Girl, even if you were the only woman in the world who wore makeup Mm -hmm. every day, that is not a reason to for him to treat treat you in this way to just not even engage in conversation just because he was turned off from the initial meeting. And so that was so, 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 so annoying because he like the fact that not only he, so he didn't even, it it, it was okay. It's one thing to do all that. Right. He says his opinion says it's caked on, but then her reaction, he starts to blame her for that. Like, why are you reacting this? Like basically saying, why are you reacting this way? Because you should love that. I'm saying this, what, what, what's wrong with you? Like, that's weird. And it's like, first of all, you held off three, two, two days telling me this. It that was passive aggression. Yes. He was being passive aggressive this whole time. She kept bringing up, hey, it's awkward. It's awkward. I'm trying to talk to you. And he knew in the back of his mind he was treating her differently, mm-hmm. but made it seem like it was just in her head. This yep. girl said she cried after their first meeting. And it's editing. Maybe he did say something else. But in the episode, you see no comfort, no like, oh, let's like talk more about that. There seemed to be no concern. And then later it's saying, oh, you had gaudy eyelashes and da da da. And like it was aggressive and him acting like her, her. um, And it was like not even aggressive anger that she showed. Mm-hmm. She was like. She was like, I'm going to keep asking questions to make this man just dig the hole even deeper because he wasn't even trying to talk to me earlier. And then being like, "Okay, well, this was bull and him being so surprised. And he got louder with her when she said when he was like, just don't wear makeup. And she's like, I'm going to do what I want. He got louder. Literally. Fine. Like (laughs) that was controlling as hell to be like, oh, you're not bending to my will after I threw a hissy fit for three days then I'm just gonna be like fine what does it matter it's like it matters because you treated her badly for this and has JP never met any woman ever like why is he all of a sudden shocked that of the odds that she would put on makeup when they meet for the first time like we have had a situation like this on Married at First Sight where a girl or a guy did not like the makeup of his bride. Mm-hmm. He would he like when he finally saw her on the wedding night with like her dress off and I mean she had, yeah, with clothes on and <laughs> no makeup. He was like, and then her hair was like wavy because it wasn't all done up. He's like, okay. He's like, I like this. This is what I wanted to see. They didn't work out because he that was his thing. He's like, I feel like when you put on makeup, it's just like, but he was like more into like walk bare feet like hippie style type of like attire or whatever. And so it was like, if you are that particular about how your partner looks, you should not be on a dating show. Because the, the, it's usually not about makeup. It's about how you've decided this type of makeup, this style of makeup, this amount of makeup, this makeup on this person, something is not what you want. You might see that level of makeup on someone else, but because you don't know them or get to see them up close or whatever, like I, I think 
<laughs> there are there are lots of people who look very beautiful without makeup. There are also lots of people who wear makeup to a point where the vast majority of people looking at them wouldn't even know that they're wearing makeup mm-hmm. because they're just trying to get to that like base level of of like natural beauty that other people already have. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think, again, it's it's perfectly fine for people to have opinions. There's nothing there's nothing inherently wrong with him liking a, a certain look better. You're on a show called Love is Blind. And for people, if you really, really, really actually built a super emotional, true connection with a person and and you believe that love is blind, then that's not love is blind until I can see you. And then I want to change you to make you look the way I want you to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what that is that you either need to say, you know what? Actually, love's not blind. Um, I, I met, built this connection, but I've decided I don't actually like the way you look. Um, and that's it. Or you say, I do really, really have this connection with you. And therefore, I'm going to be nice and kind to you, despite maybe not necessarily liking all the things about you. It's it's really just it was the attitude. But yeah, we I'm sorry. Kind of- she's she's not walking around saying, hey, do you have any clothes that aren't our country's flag? Yo. I don't know. Is <laughs> like there are many things she could point out. Well, totally. and because the experience with most people like this is that they can dish it out, but they do not. They're not receptive <laughs> to hearing it about themselves. Exactly. No, no. Yeah. Because I mean, that's different. It's different. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think the sad part is like marriage is still such a patriarchal thing. And I think like whether men want to like admit it or not, like sure, they're probably going to like date women who have a certain thing of makeup. But when it comes to the wedding day and marriage, it's it truly is is like the assumption is just the woman is going to bend to them. Like there's still a little like ownership of the bride that I think is going on there. And he totally expected. I think he totally expected that Taylor was just not going to wear makeup anymore. And that's just don't what you said when he said just don't wear it. Why would you think that's an option? Just because yep. you want it? Oh, that was so annoying. It's not like a teenager who has Why tried makeup for the first time. Like this yeah. is a grown woman <laughs> who clearly, clearly has cultivated this look and, and likes this look as well. Yeah. So I think that's just the expectation. And it's, it's wild. It's 2023. Like the men have to really reassess of what they think marriage is and it's really not like you're purchasing this woman <laughs> right. yeah. Ugh. yeah and so. and we kind of skirted all around it but a lot of this you know we we find out supposedly from him that it has to do with the makeup and that's why but the way that he has the way that he has uh decided to convey this to her is from the second they met there it's like it's like he can't talk to her he smiles at her he looks at her he placates her when she tries to talk about deeper deepening the conversation talking about her fears about where they're at talking about how it feels difficult difficult to communicate with him he's just like oh well it's fine it'll get better oh you know we're trying he oh says, don't, don't worry i'm here don't give don't up on me it's like show me that you're interested in she and and as a as a talker myself, I I completely identified with the way that she was saying, I can't be the one to carry a conversation and be the one to 
you know, start every conversation for the rest of my life. Like I, I, I can, I'm fine with people who are quieter or shy, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't have any ability to talk back. That's not a partnership. That's not a relationship. And he just seemed very, um, if someone is telling you, Hey, this is a thing that I feel like we're not at the right place about telling someone, Oh, it's fine. It'll get better. Or we'll keep trying. That's not addressing the situation. That's pushing it down the road. You know, mm-hmm. it's, we and and she said, we don't have time with, this is the time that we're trying to figure this out. Totally. We also have to like, uh, also tune into what Taylor has said and things that JP has said. JP is the type, I think his whole thing was, I'm going to withhold affection. And then once it gets to like a breaking point, I'm going to be like, well, this is what you can do to change it. Because like he, he kind of lets a little few things slip. The, like the next time around I watch their first meeting Taylor's like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. I'm going to like lose an eyelash. JP was like, oh, they're fake. And she was like, yeah, they're fake. And he said, no, I could tell. Uh, I, I, was like, I was like, no, he didn't. <laughs> and then when Taylor woke up like the next morning in Mexico, she was like, yeah, I was trying to talk to JP. And he was like, you can really talk. Like there's a side to him. That's yeah. Like, and I'm just like, mm, there was also a thing in here where he was like, you should show your freckles more. And that's yeah. before we knew about the makeup. And I was like, yep. OK, he doesn't like her makeup. And I'm sure that we're going to have people who are listening to this going, well, like, yeah, but like, I think it's perfectly fine that he didn't like the long lashes or I think it's fine that he likes her. Yeah, yeah, it's fine that he can have those things. I'm talking about it's all about the if you like someone, though, that's not going to be the deal breaker. And you're not going to try to change the way they look in such a negative way also, but like that it's, it's fine. That he doesn't like that. It's fine that other people don't like that. Then that means that he's not actually in love with her. <laughs> and again, right. Taylor does not like his gap teeth, but she didn't say go to the dentist and get braces immediately. She did right. not just ignore him until all of a sudden his teeth were like, changed she didn't do any of that she also didn't say hey i don't like the way you kiss like a pogo stick or he like he like just jumps back (laughs) every time he kisses her it's like smiles it's like there were many critiques taylor could have had a lot she dismissed a lot of this stuff because she realized the emotional connection she had with you but what did you do you use you not liking her physical appearance the first time you met whether it's you don't like makeup, whether it's you don't like her makeup putting on abilities is still petty that you still have gotten to know her. You still that was the only time you've seen her with makeup. And mm-hmm. for you to like for him to bring that back, clearly he was not the one over it trying to blame her for not being moving past the awkwardness. It was just like I was so proud of her for ending this mm-hmm. and deciding to move forward and deciding like, look, I don't need this experiment. I don't have to go through with this. I am uncomfortable. I do not like being with this man. Let's cut it off. So props to you, Taylor. I really appreciate the fact that she said that she didn't just say, yeah, you know, I just don't think that we have a connection that she actively said, this whole thing is making me feel very uncomfortable. You're Mm -hmm. making me feel uncomfortable. It's making me uncomfortable that you're not like listening to what I'm saying and that you're giving these critiques and stuff, because I think more people need to be told the actions you're doing are making me not feel settled in this place. And especially in a relationship where I need to put a lot of trust into feeling comfortable with you. It's not happening. So, yep. They, uh, that's, that's it for the old Taylor and JP. 
Right. Thankfully. <laughs> right. Probably won't see any more of them. We didn't get more of them uh, after that once we got back um, back to Houston. So, all right. Let's uh, let's get to. Yeah, I feel like the next time we see them might be the reunion. Might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I don't even think so they develop we'll strong out. enough friendships. Well, besides Carter, who's part of the pod squad, who sees JP as Captain America, I feel like they didn't create strong enough relationships to be at anyone else's wedding. Well, the other two weddings, <laughs> right. and I hope, I really hope that we don't get anything in the reunion of of other people like picking a side and being like, well, yeah, I agree that you looked better in this way or that way. And that this should not become a wider discussion of what people feel like, which which side of of who's right or who's wrong with the way that someone looks. The fact that you just, the way that I just imagined Vanessa, well, don't you care about what your future spouse would think about your physical appearance? I don't know why I could see her taking JP's side on this conversation. Oh, I hope not. Uh, I hope I know. not. I, I hope not. This is just me jumping to worst case scenarios. But, yeah. Um, oh, and real quick, speaking of Nick and Vanessa Lachey, they did kick off the Houston portion of the experiment on top of, uh, they were on, like on top of a building and you saw like the Houston skyline in the back. They were on top of this place called The Post where they transformed this like this old post office um, to a food hall. And I go there all the time. And they have like a bunch of food and then you can like up on the roof. It's like really pretty to like for pictures and stuff like that. Even Top Chef, when they were in Houston, they did an event up there. Um, but I was like, that is so cool. The post is like 10 minutes from me. <laughs> so just if, my little Houston shout out. Yeah, I was going to say, if this is your first time listening to a podcast <laughs> with Asia, uh, this is the Asia somehow knows every place and every person who's on any of these shows. Uh, she's been there. She's, yeah, I've had lunch she's with them. them. Yeah, she's met them. Yeah, a hundred percent. They, they. Oh, oh, yeah, they were a big uh, childhood friends, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about our next couple. Let's talk about Izzy and Stacy. Um, Izzy and Stacy have a much smoother time in Mexico. It seems like probably the possibly the smoothest out of everyone. Uh, lots of physical chemistry. It's like comfort around each other. I would say, if anything, um, Stacy brings up that she thought Izzy would have come on a little, come across a little stronger physically um, because he's, you know, this is where we see sort of the side of him that did have the connection with Johnny that like, oh, I, I'm a little more, I can be a little more, more shy uh, when I have this emotion, you know, with you. And I think, um, I don't know, maybe this is just me reading into it. I think partially because of Stacy's confidence and the way that she looks, Izzy was like, whoa, okay, I'm a little intimidated. Like I need to, in like a good way, but like I, I'm, um, uh, I guess I, I don't know that Izzy 100% instantly felt like the one who was going to be able to sort of dictate the terms of their physical relationship. Is that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, yeah, Izzy really likes Stacy, and he's nervous, which is like yes. what you want as a woman. Yeah. <laughs> if you're that was a much head. better way of saying whatever I tried to just get across. Yeah. Yes. You want your man to be a little scared of you, scared to lose you, just a little in a healthy <laughs> way, I think. Um, so yeah, he shook. Stacy's ready to call him daddy. She out in public. Multiple times. She wants her daddy to pick her up and throw her around. And he's shook. 
he's shut. He doesn't know what to do about it. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of cute to watch sometimes. <laughs> I feel like, but I feel like this is the part of their relationship that they had. Like if, if their relationship was just this, they would mm-hmm. be good. If it was just the physical, just the, the flirtation, because that's what they bonded out over. Mm-hmm. Like the things, the problems that or like the big conversation of finances. That wasn't a part of their their pod conversation. Pod conversation was fun. It was light. It was flirty. It was all this stuff that they do. They they are doing that. What that part? Well, like that. There is no disconnect there besides her like, oh, you're a little shy, but it, 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 it's a it's a, it's all in a flirty way. But so the moment things get serious and talk about finances, that's when it's like, uh oh. So let's oh. let's talk about the finances thing. Um, again, everybody has different you know opinions. The finances are one of the the biggest cause of uh, strife in relationships, and um, Stacy's got some opinions. You know, we just talked a little bit about marriage and the patriarchy. Um, this is the flip side to that, which is, and I, I Stacy is not the only person that I have met who has had this opinion, which is even after you get married the men should still pay for things. I'm going to make my money and I'm going to want nice things, but you still need to pay for all the food I'm having. And, and, and when we're going out to dinner, that's not a partnership in a marriage. That's still a date that you're paying for. Um, she says this when we meet her parents later, her dad echoes that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Asia, I, I, you know, you, you and myself who um, both uh, have, you know, independently bought houses, much like Stacy did. Um, you know, I think that the, certainly there is a level of me thinking about my finances and saying that, you know, this is this is a life that that I'm accustomed to. Great. I feel like if anything, it's done the opposite, though, which has made me feel like, yeah, so I'm I'm self-sufficient. So we, um, you know, we could just yeah, join together and uh, meet in the middle and share things 50 50. Sounds good. Yeah, I, I really I so I I feel like I have just had to become this person to defend women like Stacey and I'm not totally defending her I just see it through a different perspective when I hear her say like it, I like I don't see it as she needs him to pay for every meal I mean, that I is what she said no but okay she, didn't say, she, she said she was like, oh, like, OK, we're going to go. Fit. He's like, yeah, I'm a 50 50 type of person. And she, she's like, even at like dinner, like he's like, yeah, we put like two cards on the table and then we can split it. What? No, like for though, I did not see it as I need you to pay for every meal when we go out. I see it as she's like, if we're in a situation where we're going to dinner, you're going to think that we need to pay 50 50. Which that isn't like it, it I, that's that's just I don't know. That's just odd. I feel like if you're in a relationship or a, a, a partnership that sometimes you pay, sometimes I pay. Yeah. Are, is it 50 Yeah. Maybe not. If we go to dinner, are you going to be saying, where's your card or are but, you going to pay for okay. dinner? And then I, I pay for the ice cream. So maybe I'm looking at this from a completely third perspective, which is not either of those things not Mm -hmm. you're paying and not oh we're both putting our cards on we're splitting the check Uh, look maybe maybe this is like just not how it is anymore i can only base this off my own experience 
But like, do people not combine finances anymore to where there isn't a 50-50 or a you're always paying? It's just, it's our money. Like, this is, like, we're combined. Like, I I, (laughs) some people do. But over here, I don't, that's Okay, so maybe maybe I am living in my own little bubble. I I just didn't realize that this was, I just thought, I thought like, typically, maybe not, not everybody, you know, you've got like your celebrities, you got your people who have your prenups, you've got your very, very like, widely differing financial situations sure i thought like still the majority of people like oh you get married you can buy a new finance <laughs> yes maybe i did not okay i do please, I sorry do. please correct me if i'm no, like completely I, out of the loop <laughs> i still think people do like people may combine people may combine and then have their own like fun money um i do think that that is a concept I think right now they're still like they're newly engaged, you know, like they're not completely in this mindset of we have shared finances. She's thinking of as we like as we like get acclimated to each other, Mm -hmm. how are we going to exist when going out and doing things? I don't even think she's thinking of like, okay, once we're all on the same account, like once we're both on the same account or whatever, mm-hmm. I think she's thinking like when you're, cause she even equates to like, oh, so when you're dating someone, like this is what you we're would do. We're talking about courting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so okay. I'm like, that's, okay. Yes. That, that's yeah. different. I, I'm yeah, jumping. This, my yeah. mind was jumping into like, so when we're married for the rest of our life, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm going to need you to pay for all the dinners. Yeah, that's yeah. where I thought this was going. And I was like, wait, but you're clearly self-sufficient. You bought a house. Like, yeah. <laughs> You see, yeah, I, I think it's it's clearly like when if it's like, OK, hey, I'm going to take you out on a date like this is date night. This is like because she's thinking like, wait, this is what you like. If we were to meet in the real world, this is what you would do. Gotcha. But because okay. that's that's where Please I was a little it. turned off was yeah. him saying, yeah, we just put both of our cards on the table. That's a completely yeah. different mindset than gotcha. what she was saying uh, with like, wait, 50 50 even at dinner, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking. Like, I'm I'm so, like, I'm happy in, like, in my relationship where we we aren't going tit for tat. It's like, right. if I have an idea to treat him to something, I, like, I'm, I get it. Or he, if he's taking me to dinner, he, get, you know, like, it's just like, who, I, it's not like a way you pay last time, so I pay this time. So it's like, a, it's a good balance. But if it were like, if we were at dinner and all of a sudden it was, where's your card? We're doing 50-50 on this one. I would be like, well, that's different. <laughs> that's gotcha. A little, yeah. That's a little different. And I think, okay, I think there's so many things to talk about because let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. Stacy and Izzy are so obviously from different classes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's also that's actually one of the biggest hurdles when it comes to relationships, like not race, not age, like any of that. It's it's literally class because we don't um see how much class actually really does affect our mindset and everything and it's so obvious that Stacy does attribute like love and care to um money in a way because that's how her father has like taken care of her and obviously her father loves her so um I think yeah I and she has also brought up that people have come into her life assuming that her father or her would take care of things. Cause like, as you say, Mary, she's self-sufficient. I think her whole thing is just because I am doesn't mean I should. Mm, And I think she's also probably going to be looking at that of like, yeah, I think 
it's 2023 sure but it's like still I think it's just what's the care what's the care going on in this relationship that she's trying to look out for um and and yeah and I'm always gonna say if you come into a relationship with a house or anything ladies get a prenup get a prenup (laughs) get a prenup (laughs) but uh yeah I think that's just something that's very much on her mind of just like, yeah, I am coming into this relationship with a lot, but just because I am doesn't mean like I should be the one giving more. I think she wants, um, yeah, a specific kind of care from a man. And and I understand like when you, when they go to his apartment and they see that um, he's only got, okay, disposable, okay. And solo cups. I'm sorry. That is actually that's absurd. Um, it, <laughs> and it's not. It's not like that. I would. I'm above ever eating on disposable plates. No, that's fine. It's the fact that you don't even have a set. And I'm not saying that you need to go out and buy the nicest one. You could go to Goodwill and buy a set for a dollar. Like mm-hmm. just have some. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. You do you. Yeah. I as think an it option. Was, it was. It was weird that he didn't think it was weird. If he was like, yeah, you know what? I know this is a little kooky. This is a little weird, but it's going to be great when we get together and then we'll have your stuff. And then like, oh, look, it's great. You know, whatever. Um, it has, I, I rarely eat at home. It hasn't been a priority for me. I haven't, you know, found the time to look for that. Just say that. But don't try to be like, yeah, no, I didn't think it was that weird. No, it's weird. It's weird. And it's weird that they're in the cabinet. I don't know why. Uh, anyway. He's allergic to doing dishes. Can we just say yeah, that? That's no, what it man, is. That man doesn't want to do dishes. And honestly, as someone who like lives alone, you can be your most trifling self living alone. And that's kind yes. of one of the beauties <laughs> of living alone. And he said, why do dishes? Why spend any of my time in life? doing dishes (laughs) and and it's like if you saw that and you hear him trying to convince you that it's not that odd like Mm -hmm. I can see where she would think I don't want to change my standard of living because of the of like what you've decided that you want like that you're okay with like this is this is what I've become accustomed to the part that I'm a little iffy on is the like this is what I've become accustomed to but since we're in a relationship I no longer want to have to pay for this I want you to have to come in and pay for this like that's that's where the compromise has to come in I think like I think it's fine for her to like a style of living and that she can provide that and so she they're going to share that like that's I think that's perfectly fine. I think it's it's a little bit where you have to start. You have to think about the upbringing, the class, like you're saying, Nicole, and think of like if he's never been used to this, it's going to take a little bit for us to to figure out what the priorities are. If his priorities have been, uh, you know, having having food, having a, mm-hmm. like you know a comfortable place to live, then yeah, flying first class is going to be a little bit of a jump for him to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you have to be like receptive to that as well. And I, I think that it's it's a lot for someone to come into a relationship and be like, yeah, you've never been used to this before. You've never had this luxury, but this is what I expect. And I expect you to now provide it for me. Like that's a, yeah. that's a conversation. Yeah. I will <laughs> say the one passport until recently. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many big gaps in their experiences. And like the conversation over the paper plates and solo cups no longer became about paper plates and soul cups right it became for stacy like 
but don't you love me? Why would you not serve me a meal on a better thing? Then it became, oh my God, this guy like doesn't love me where he's like, if you loved me, then (laughs) why would you complain about a meal I am giving you? And that right there, Mm -hmm. that's two different perspectives on life Mm -hmm. that is so far from each other. It's going to be really hard for them to like feel loved by each other. Yeah. Yes. They, I mean, they had those drastically different perspectives too on the, the little lost and found drawer he had. Yep. Like he's thinking, okay, I'm bringing her here. I don't want to change anything. I want her to see just who I am authentically where she's like, you knew I was coming. Why wouldn't you throw this stuff out? Like that, that should have been you making the impression, not, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting to see, you know, the bobby pins mm-hmm. <laughs> that you have left behind, um, which is like, I, I can honestly see. Well, mostly I can mostly see her side like you want to get rid like you're wanting to rid yourself of like these past relationships to start new. You don't want it to be a reminder where he wasn't thinking like, oh, this is not going to be a reminder. This is just. She's going to see how I live now. That's it. Like, I didn't have to get rid of anything because I'm being open and transparent. I'm being so open and transparent that I didn't have to throw anything away. Where she's like, I deleted pictures. (laughs) There's a level of intimacy that I think Izzy's trying to build with Stacy, And Stacy is kind of uncomfortable with it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I I think in a way, appearances matter. And she's like, why are you so comfortable showing me like these trash like mm. trash for her it's like not the best she believes Izzy needs to put his best foot forward mm-hmm. with her if he truly cares about what she thinks of him and he's thinking we're at the level where we love each other where I shouldn't have to be worried that you would judge me for this mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's wild again. It's like they're on completely different planets of what intimacy means. And I think it's giving a little, like I said this on my podcast, it's like Stacy is giving wasp. <laughs> Stacy <laughs> is giving rich family who probably don't actually talk about the, the nitty, like the unseemingly things. Izzy is Mexican. Izzy, like... I think comes from a single parent household. Did he say that? I don't know. I'm not sure if he did. I don't know. Um, he never talks about his father and he talks about his mom. So that's like what I'm coming from. It's just very different, I think, of the worlds that they're in. Yeah, I was curious what her dad did. And it looks like he's an oil broker. Oh, um, Lord. So... <laughs> <laughs> in Houston yeah he's uh, oh, I, we never got a wide shot of his house but I can imagine it's humongous but um, I do want to clarify that with the HVAC conversation that's a that's something they would handle when they're married which to your point Mary if they have shared money it wouldn't be I'm putting in 10,000 you're putting in 10,000 it's like Obviously, you know each other's financial situations. You figure out how to approach it from there. That should not be like for her because she's just trying to see like at that point, it was like she was trying to see if he would have the money to cover something like that. But it's like, girl, if he's taking care of the HVAC, y'all are married. Y'all aren't just like shacking Mm -hmm. up. That's what I was saying. I, I was a little confused there of like, wait, so you bought a house 
but you're expecting him without combined finances to, to for him to pay for the HVAC <laughs> stuff? I don't know. Look, <laughs> I, I honestly didn't want to talk about that part because I'm very stressed about my HVAC and like any second, <laughs> who knows what could happen. And I don't yeah. want to have to drop $20,000 to fix my HVAC. So. Yeah, I think Stacy asked, what will we do in that situation? And Izzy's the one that's like, we can go 50-50. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, the finances thing, it's its all extremely hypothetical when I talk about it because um, living that single life. <laughs> you know what? I, I have... I have plates, but you know what? Here's the thing. This is where I have to check my my own privilege because my plates were given to me, hand me down from my grandmother. So I didn't actually buy my own plates. So maybe I'd be mm. living off of plastic era, you know, paper plates if I didn't, if I wasn't given those. So I don't know. Wait, um, I've had the same plates from Walmart for years, yeah. almost like 10 years at this point. It's probably time to replace them, but I have pieces hey, from solid three plates. different sets. <laughs> Yeah. Not, they don't match. You know, Stacy would <laughs> yeah. probably not approve of my plates either. So probably okay. not. Um, yeah. So it, it's like the the whole lost and found drawer thing. I I I go both ways because I also feel like um, I, I do agree with Stacy that like I always find it a little bit odd when you see people on like Instagram who are married or in very serious relationships, but it takes like three clicks to get back to like profile pictures of them with other relationships and I'm like why didn't you delete those like that's so weird that you still have those mm. <laughs> but like I that's that, that I know that that is a that probably not the most common opinion but that I'm just like get rid of it no um, I I just saw that it was a, a TikTok couple like this guy he was with this girl for like three or four years long time and they had this public breakup on TikTok and now he's rekindled with his ex before her and did like a our old posts and it was all these different like cuddly pictures and the, all the comments were like, but why do you still have these? <laughs> like, yeah. This long relationship. How do you have all these memories? Where is this coming from? I don't know. But, but um, that's a larger conversation. Like, do you right. delete? I don't know. Yeah, no. it's different for different people. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My well, thing is like, but, okay, but it's like, like, yes, I have an ex where I have pictures of us at like my college graduation. I'm not going to get rid of those pictures. Those are the pictures no. of my college graduation. Those are life memories. I think it's a little different when it's like, do I need to keep this Facebook profile picture, though, of us together? Like, I don't if if you're starting to date someone else, like if you date someone else, if that at the point where that new relationship becomes more serious than the old one was, mm. I don't know. It's like cool. Instagram posts, like, do you archive? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I think it depends on the context. If it's like we're at this like event and it is it's yeah, it's your memories. It's your life. But if it's just like yeah. a cute picture, cute couple picture. Do you need that? It's confusing. It's confusing for people stalking you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine to be sentimental about different parts of your life if you are like. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I get, and, I get and that. I just hate the memories probably... popping up. I'm like, wait, Google Photos, why are you why Yo, are you telling me this? That's my problem. It's like let it be my choice that I <laughs> right. Well, and I think some of this does have to do with the significant other. Like if your significant other was like, "Hey, you know, I it's a little uncomfortable that you have that you're still saving these pictures with your ex and like it makes me feel such and such a way. Like if if someone came to me about that, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, thank you for telling me. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know it was such a big deal. Sure, I'll get rid of them." Like I think that that would be one thing whereas if if someone else like didn't care, then like I don't know, maybe it doesn't matter. 
I don't know. It's that this is so there's such a fine line between like sharing things that would make you happy and trying to control another person's life. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's rough. So um, anyway, and then so they, they talked to Stacy's family and that was mm-hmm. was pretty much it for Izzy and Stacy in terms of the two of them. We're going to have a little bit more with them when we get to the uh, meeting with the pod squad, which I guess we could talk about next. I do so, well, well real quick with her dad. Mm-hmm. I did love that he said love love is blind but love needs to eat. <laughs> love needs to have a roof and love needs to find for love needs to fly first class. Um I was like this th- we are getting a very good look at the standard here um that that is going to probably be their biggest hurdle. Like I honestly think that if they don't make it <laughs> they're expensive. It's, oh my gosh. It's a little, it's like, wh- where's the middle ground? Because you yes. need to extreme. eat. Yes. yes, love needs to eat. 100% retweet. Love does not need to fly first class. Though. Love it might doesn't. need to try coach from time to time. It doesn't. And it's like, that's that's the wild part. And it's like, we're in a recession. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know where love really thrives? When you have to r- take a take a twelve hour greyhound together, that's when oh, love God. thrives. You know what? Sometimes <laughs> it's easy for love to be happy in first class, but sometimes you got to test your limits on the on the roads. You know? <laughs> yes. Oh my God! I just oh ooh ooh. I don't know if I was Izzy, I would have ran for the hills after <laughs> her dad. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Especially when it seems like Stacy is like a daddy's girl. Like this is these are the shoes you're feeling. Here's the thing he said. He said, I'm talking to you about what's going on with you financially, because if you're not able to do, then it's on me. Which, like, that's that's the take that a lot of fathers do have. But that's like also kind of like it's giving patriarchy. Yeah. It's literally like <laughs> I'm giving you my daughter, but if you don't take care of her, then it's like back on me. And it's like, husbands are husbands. Husbands should not be like daddy's replacement. Like, it's like, it's, it's a wild part of like the patriarchy that we're kind of seeing in that conversation. Well, and daddy, your daughter is grown up. Mm-hmm. and has a job it's not on if you she, anymore if she can't afford first class herself to go to france then maybe <laughs> right. she's in coach world while daddy and his oil money's in first class like <laughs> maybe that's some tough love that she can take on i don't know but yeah it's like it's wild it's so wild so yeah with izzy we have all been wondering what about that other person you were talking to? What about Johnny? How's that? How is that going? Um, okay, Izzy. Uh look, Johnny, not perfect. Nobody's perfect on this show. No. But um, wow, was this rough to watch. I don't know what Izzy was on on this, but like uh, okay, so the pod squad, they all get together. Everybody gets together because remember, we've at this point only down to two couples that we are really following. So got to inject some more people into this. Give us um, content. Yep. So it uh, turns out Johnny and Chris are dating. They uh, they met back up at the airport. And you know what? The more and more I'm watching this, I think, I think that Johnny is pretty self-aware. I think Johnny realizes like 
in in the fact of wow, you know what? Yeah, this is a really nice person who likes me and I should not have probably judged them so much. I fully admit to them and myself that they were my second pick, but like I, I and I'm trying to make up for that. Like I think that that's I mean it is very it's very Bliss and Zach. Like I think that that it could be. Okay. Nicole's face is making me think that she is not on board with what I'm saying. But, I'm but like I I'm guess sorry. I am pulling a Marshall, a full Marshall. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I think I just I guess I was saying like I don't think that there's anything wrong in realizing that like the type of person that you might be attracted to is not what you actually need in a relationship. And I think if that if that's the if that's the kind of thing that that Johnny is coming to terms with of like, wow, this is a really nice person. And maybe this is actually totally what I need. That's one thing. There's another thing to be like, wow, this is a really nice person. And I'm going to just rebound with them because I'm sad. Like that's different. And I don't know where it is, but I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Go off, Nicole. What did you <laughs> So <laughs> My thing is, I think Johnny's barely self-aware, like barely. Mm. She's she's at the very start of like, I'm going to go to therapy because I know something is happening, but I don't really know what. Like, and I think the telltale sign was her telling both of these men the same thing that she was repeating a pattern, but it was so clear that she didn't know what the pattern was. (laughs) Is it the pattern that I am dating people who cannot return these um feelings for me or is it the pattern that I well after actually maybe the whole entire pattern is both maybe the pattern is I pick the person who's not going to return the feelings for me then I feel bad and then I have a pattern of rebounding with someone who I find is boring (laughs) and like and then I'm like okay this will make it all feel better and in the end really it is it's like just Johnny, don't settle. You can find someone who excites you and all of those things, but is also safe. There is a middle ground. It doesn't have to be either or. So like, so yeah. And I think for the whole like Bliss and Zach, and I've seen people, I've seen like one TikTok creator be like, you know, the viewers of Love is Blind are misogynistic. There's always a woman that they go after every season. And I agree that certainly happens but I think that person was also comparing the whole well we forgave Zach for like doubling black back to bliss but we're giving Johnny all this guff my thing with like bliss and Zach in the pods is that it was so obvious that he wanted to pick bliss right but he felt I forgot what it was that she said to him it was about family I think and he felt like he couldn't measure up to what she wanted. So he was going to go with the other choice. And it was just, I feel like so evident by the edit, by how he acted when he got back with Bliss. He always wanted Bliss. It was something in him that he was scared of not being good enough for her. Which, I mean, there's there's rom-coms based on that shit. So we also <laughs> do that shit up. Now, for the whole Johnny thing, that's not how she was acting. Like, Zach never downed Bliss for anything by not choosing her. But she called Chris to his face, boring. And he was like, wait a minute. I got some self-esteem here. I'm not boring. What are you talking about? And... I'm just like, yo, Johnny, like, and like, I feel like she's still possibly repeating a pattern because when she talks about, oh, well, I got back with 
with Chris and everything's great. She brings up her mom saying, Mm -hmm. well, my mom loves him. And like she said at the beginning of the season, my mom told me, maybe you're not meant to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Getting Even getting her mom's approval in that way is important to her. I just think we, like, and this is just my perspective, but I'm like, Johnny, 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 this didn't need to happen. She's not the worst person in the world. No, but also it's like, this is messy. And I mm-hmm. think it's like reasonable for us to be like, girl, your shit is messy. Yeah, I think it is. And I, I think that no one's perfect here. I think the main thing is it's all going to come down to like what ends up happening. Like if we if we find out a year later, Chris and Johnny really happy, really perfect together. Everything went great. Then like, yeah, that then she was right to to try to make this work with him. If we find out that, no, this was, in fact, her still not being sure what she wanting, trying trying to listen to what everyone else is saying that she wants then yeah, that's different. So we, we just, we have to be a little results oriented with this. Like we don't know how it's going to go yet. But uh, even with the results, she literally married someone she said yeah, was not that's true. in love with. And that's, that's why true. Izzy was like, that's a high risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just all takes self-work. That's all. Promoting yeah. self-work, you know? I, yes, I echo what you said about Johnny. I do, I do feel like she's, I feel like she understands the perception of the things that she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do feel like she's not on the other side of that, of knowing like, okay, how do I prevent myself from doing this stuff again besides just accepting a really sweet guy? Um, but I just want to bring it back to Izzy because why was he so excited <gasps> okay. to try to put her down? He was so like, he literally got so much joy from ty- trying to tear her down and telling her that people think that people think that she's a uh, sketchy. And I think it all boiled down to, he saw her and he was like, wow, I am more attracted to Stacy. This is so great. I feel like I made the right choice. So let me beat her down forever, making me feel like she was my first choice because she, it was so, it, it was just, it was just weird. She put his business out there about his credit card debt. It what, in real life? In the pods. In oh, the after the, yeah, when she was like, oh, and then, oh, when she said he just signed a lease and I, all this stuff. I think, um, yeah, this is definitely like, like, and this is where I'm 100% not team Johnny is that the, the attitude that she had in the pods of after he didn't pick her and after finding out that she was no longer his number one, that he was leaning towards Stacy, her instinct was to insult Stacy, insult the, any potential relationship that they could have downplay it, say that he's picked wrong, that, that they're not going to be happy together. and, while some of that I'm sure is a, a coping mechanism of trying to make yourself feel better when you've been hurt, you don't need to take other people down for that. Right back at you, Izzy. You don't, you are happy. That's great. Be happy, be above it. You don't need to tear someone down who's clearly already been hurt by you and um and try to like I think this was Izzy trying to double down on making himself feel like he made the right decision. But there is nothing to be gained in this scenario from telling her that other people think that she's sketchy, whether they do or, or don't. This is not like if 
if this was Johnny coming here, not with Chris, but with running around and trying to get Izzy back and like trying to convince him that he made the wrong choice or something, then that might be the scenario where you go, look, girl, you're doing too much. Everyone already thinks you're sketchy. We see through what you're doing. That'd be one thing. But it's not. She's coming in, kind of minding her own business. He wants to talk to her. She tries to get out of the conversation. We see this twice with two conversations here, here, and then we see it again with uh, with Lydia and Uche. But twice, people try to get out of the conversation, say, you know, I don't need to be berated by you, actually. I can I can walk away from this. And they start shouting, wow, look at you walking away. Wow, this is what you always do. See, you're so immature. And it's like, yeah. That was rough. Yeah. It was hard yeah, to watch. He was acting like it was like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the name. Mark, who was he with? Season one. Mark and what was that girl's name? The one that really oh. wanted Barnett. Jessica. Jessica. He was acting like this was Jessica energy. Yes. And he right. wanted that Jessica energy because we see it twice. He, talk, he, confer, he talks to uh, Lydia and Lydia's like, I don't care. What are you doing? Like he's talking to Lydia as if as if she's trying. He's like, you know, I know I was, you know, you were considering me. And like that was a conversation I didn't even think needed to be had at all, besides meeting, like, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah. Because it was so unnecessary. I was like, back in when Izzy tried to Izzy tried, he was like, and 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 I think she tried to break in at one point and be like, Yeah, look, I was kind of wrong about our connection. I'm fine. And he's like, No, hold on, hold on. Let me let me tell you though my whole story so that I can let you know why I didn't like you. Yes. It's like very unnecessary. So we don't need this. I I kind of wonder if he is more vulnerable to the producers. Because, <laughs> like, let's let's be honest. The producers want the X's and the pods to have some kind of oh, yeah. conflict or confrontation. Um, and most of these couples were not giving. But I wonder if Izzy is just... You know, one producer gets in the ear of like, you know, you should really talk to so and so, and he just he's just like, okay, I'm doing it. Like this yeah. is this is the role. Um, but yeah, I think I think for how Izzy handled the Johnny thing, it was either he needed to be very explicit about the how she hurt him, or say nothing at all because I really do think. What she said about him having bad credit was like probably really hurt him. Like obviously he's having these conversations with Stacy about finances. He's probably worried like how that might come back to Stacy, but like he's so maybe so embarrassed about it that he doesn't want to bring it up. <laughs> so instead he's like, You're sketchy, you're sketchy. People are saying this and this and this. Um yeah, he he needed to either just say what he actually meant and whether Johnny decides to apologize or not. Like, yeah. And, and I think and, in this scenario, especially, it's that much like with the makeup thing, it's that this is the him saying other people are saying this too mm-hmm. is the twist of the knife of it's not just I have this thought about you or that you're being this way to me, or I'm upset with something that you said or did with me, that this is no longer a you and me problem. I just want you to know everyone else feels this way and that you need to go walk back out there knowing that other people are talking about you behind your back. And it's like, that's just, it's unnecessary in this scenario. There are definitely times when you need to like intervention somebody and inform them 
that this is, it's not just a you pro like a, a thing between the two of you, but there are other people involved and you're not the only one you need backup in your opinion, basically. But this is not and, that case. And then to follow it up by going to Stacey and like, yeah, I, I totally railed her. I called her out on everything. I'm so grateful for our relationship. Like being here and like seeing that, I'm so grateful for you. And Stacey was like, great. Why did you feel the need to do this? Like, <laughs> right? He's like, I'm just tired of the lies. She's like, what did he lie? What did she lie about? Saying I'm sketchy. Oh, that's it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, can you... Izzy, clearly you need to calm down. Stacey is showing you right now that you are overreacting. I don't know yeah. why he was so riled up. Yo, he oh, was, so was probably disappointed. Thinking, he was yes. so disappointed in Stacey at that yes. moment. He's like, oh, I don't have her. <laughs> well, and Stacey was probably thinking right then like, okay, so wait, clearly there are some feelings here because it's yeah. like with Barnett and Jessica. Barnett's response to the Jessica thing was like, she's not going to talk to you. I'm not going to mm-hmm. give you the time. Like, especially in the, like after the altar, like this is a line that I don't need to cross. So I'm just going to ignore Like the, the people who actually don't care, they're indifferent. When yes. you're getting fiery passion, it's because you care. And Stacey's yeah. like, well, why do you care? Why do you care? <laughs> like, what's this energy? Yeah, what Please this? stop because I don't like it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Still got two more uh, couples to talk about here. Couples in massive air quotes, or at least one of them. Um, So uh, 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 one person who is absent from the pod squad meetup was Aaliyah. But we do actually start the episode off with uh, the fallout from the very end of the previous episode, which was when Aaliyah left. She left. She was not okay with the whole Uche and Lydia situation. Um, But we're going to actually have a phone call facilitated by production between Uche and Aaliyah. Thank you for production for at least seemingly giving Aaliyah an out to not take this phone call. She didn't want to, Um, (laughs) but she does. They talk. And um, Aaliyah says that she still loves him, but she felt smothered by Lydia. This is where we get the clip that we had from the preseason of um, why did you let something a random girl say (laughs) uh, basically get in between us and affect us? I don't think I think with these two, at least the way they're editing it, they're just not communicating like the the situation. It's like Aaliyah saying, I don't need this drama in between our relationship. And this drama is making me not be able to just concentrate on our relationship like this. All the factors here and and I am sketched out by why is Lydia even here on this mm-hmm. show with you? Mm-hmm. Why are you making me feel so certain ways about decisions I made in the past, but not taking your own responsibility. And why are you so accusatory towards me saying I need to remove myself from this situation for like my, you know, whether it's my mental health or my betterment or my, just my ability to, you know, deal with, with romance. Like romance has now taken a, a backseat to everything else that's happening here. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'll give Aaliyah. Um, and not, although I will say with Aaliyah, 
yeah, great points. Great points. Great points. So end it there. Stop. Then no more. <laughs> no more. Don't don't talk to him anymore. Be done. Be done with it. It even before this, when he told the guys, like she never expressed any doubts. Okay, that's hyperbolic. Lies. Because what? <laughs> what she did? What are, you are, you, are you are you oblivious to the doubts she was saying, or, or are you trying to downplay it to make it seem like it wasn't your fault at all? She right. told you she felt like a caged animal. She said, "This woman over here is in my ear, telling me about your." dog telling me about your friends telling me about your car i am trapped and this is after uche's like well this is happening more so to me than it is you he has no compassion for this woman he tried to downplay it when she voiced her concerns and so for him acting like oh i'm just so completely blindsided you didn't even say anything it's like she did and you downplayed it Literally. And I was so over him in this whole phone call because he was trying to spend the entire thing on her. Like, this, why would you leave? If you love me, you will, if you can't be in the same room as one of my exes, we can't even get to marriage. Like, like the same room. Thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, first of all, if I'm in the same room with one of your exes, okay, that's a rare thing. Okay, that has to happen. But is your ex also telling me about how much your dog get ex- gets excited? What's your favorite color? Like that that is overboard. That's not just existing in a world mm-hmm. with your ex. Mm-hmm. And it was just like so annoying how he was able, like, she literally, she took the power in her own, own hands, left. Good and for you, Aaliyah. That. And then for him to get on the phone, he's like, I need this power back. I need mm-hmm. her to realize what she's done to me because this happened to me. And you just let this random girl, your ex, who is also in this experiment when like thousands of people applied for this, but your ex is here. So if this is not some random girl. What are you talking about? Oh, it was so infuriating. That he was just getting this moment to just yell and make try to make her feel bad for choosing herself. And he called her selfish. She <laughs> ooh, ooh, You weren't ooh, thinking about ooh. me and how you leaving affected me. You're right. Ooh. I wasn't. Because we're not a thing right now. Yeah. We're not we're not at that me. point. We're not engaged. I'm still an individual in this. Why are the you not way. thinking about me, huh? The way. I would. Ooh, ooh. I, like Aaliyah's too nice. So, again, that's what I, this all boils down to. I am so upset how nice Aaliyah is because, like, wow. Wow. Oh, she yeah. could have went off on him. She could have. And instead, she's sitting here crying, talking about how much she loves him. And is like, girl. Girl, I need to know what your sign is. You need some more fire. You don't have enough fire sign for me because this Aquarius is running circles around you right now. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. Uh, He he just, and that's the thing that really, that really gets me is that she's so apologetic, like mm -hmm. more so than she needs to be. And he just keeps going there's no there's no stop and he's like I just never want to talk to her again it's like how how is this how how did we get here and that's him trying to take the power back by Mm -hmm. saying okay she let she didn't even write me a letter she just left without sending anything now I'm not gonna talk to her anymore (laughs) it's like okay Uche really Mm -hmm. cut to scene with y'all at lunch like 
get out of here. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's like, okay, Uche, like, let's keep our story straight. How capable is Lydia? Because either Lydia's so capable that she can follow you here. She stalked you. Da da da. And like, then you're still downing Aaliyah for not just taking that. Or Lydia is such a good person. Like, why everything should be fine. How could you just run just for hanging out with like Lydia? It's like he flip-flops. It's very convenient. And it's like, yeah, if she's a supposed person who's following you around and stuff, how do you not then have more, more um, sympathy for Aaliyah knowing if she's capable of What she's capable of, yeah. And it's like, "Mm, you're sketchy. You're sketchy, Uche. Yeah. (laughs) Then he said, like, for her, for him, for her to say, like, okay, I left because, like, you didn't know what we were, like, what was happening with, like, me and Lydia and like the stuff that she was saying. And uh, he said, you had one day. No, Uche, I don't have just one day. We're about to go through a four week experiment and be bonded to these people for I'm constantly going to have to see Lydia. It's not just one more day. Mm -hmm. Like everyone gets proposed to on the same day. So we know that she knows Lydia is probably engaged at this point. Like you were she's going to have to continue to see Lydia. Also, can we say how sinister this is? So it seems like Uche and Aaliyah, I, I, that Uche finally told Aaliyah maybe like two days before a proposal, which is like, that's so much pressure than saying it so much earlier on. Because I was thinking that when Milton and Lydia were having their conversation, it felt like like she told him right then and there, and then it was a decision right then and there if Milton was going to propose. Mm-hmm. like no breaks and I'm like that sucks like Aaliyah yes escape because like what there, do you mean it was somewhere I don't know if it's an article or if it was comments or something but they were told they were told not to say that they were in a relationship they said once they like it was like once the producers found out they're like okay you can continue as long as you don't have that like you don't talk about that basically Okay, so Variety did the article with the showrunner. And, like, from what I got from that, they said, you guys, first they wanted to send them home. Mm-hmm. They apparently both really wanted to be there. And therefore, they were like, oh, I feel so bad. These producers don't feel bad for nobody. Okay? Okay? I don't believe it. But then they were like, well, you can move forward as long as you guys don't date each other. I don't think they... I in that article I didn't see them say that they weren't allowed to, to share. tell people. So it's like right. So you waited to the very last minute and you're mad that she was like, uh, I decide to flee. Yeah. <laughs> I decide to flee. Cause what? One more day. You had one more day. And you made sure of that, didn't you? Right. <laughs> So then we we got them this this lunch they had, which is at Fig and Olive. I haven't eaten there yet, but it it's definitely on my mind to visit. <laughs> I, I know where it's at. Um, but I the energy that Aaliyah came with was, oh, I am so apologetic. I want to be with you. And I was like, wait, you're saying too much. You've heard nothing from him. You don't know what page he's on. Why are you saying all of this stuff up front? Yeah. I- 
I don't know why Aaliyah feels the need to be apologetic about about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess like they already had the conversation where she said that she was sorry that she left. But I I don't know. Stand your ground a little, I hope. I think there's a lot of shame, honestly. That's part of her dynamic with Uche. Like her bringing up like cheating before and Uche really played into that of like really trying to shame her. And she's mm-hmm. like, I've already been through this. I actually really hated myself for this. And like, and it's just, it it feels a lot of like um Aaliyah moving through um this whole situation with like a lot of shame. So it makes sense for a person with a lot of shame who's been shamed by this person who claims that they're just so self-righteous and everything um, that she's wrong. She's so wrong for like listening to her instincts of like, this ain't right. I gotta go. Um, Yeah. So not surprising. (laughs) Yeah. uh, It's hard. I, I, so I know that Asia, you said that you have some, um, some more information about, Uche and some some things that he's come out and said about not just the editing, but also, um, I guess, maybe his side a little bit. Uh, do you yeah. have anything you want to highlight from that? So, so like during this lunch, we it, it was as if it was like a breakup lunch. It was as if, mm-hmm. you know, she came there, wanted to get back together. He decided like th- this is not going to work out between us. He did say so he did it like an ask me anything on his Instagram. One of the questions was, why did you tell Aaliyah it was over? Was she not? Would you expect it looks wise? He said that it's over between us is a post-production soundbite. At lunch, we both forgave each other. We held hands and shared our first kiss. Then we agreed to date outside of the show. So that was very interesting to hear because we we did go back and the it's over between us was did not come out of his lips on camera. So I think it's very interesting if they did decide to date outside the show, then why wasn't she at the big group meeting? I mean, I know it's like outside the show, but there would be no reason for her to be like, okay, I don't want anything to do with Love is Blind. She could still be there as part of the pod squad because she was friends with people. I think some of this is a timeline thing. Um, I think it, it feels like based on this edit, we might be skipping large chunks of time that for all we know, this pod squad meetup is 10, 15 days. It could be, you know, it could be two weeks later. So maybe they mm-hmm. dated for these two weeks, but had broken up at this point. Uh, maybe they, maybe the meeting, maybe they didn't meet until after this. We like, we don't know when they met. We don't know when um, this happened. Maybe, you know, maybe Aaliyah, because cause he mentions when they meet for lunch, he's like, I slid into your DMs. I follow DMs. I followed you. You blocked me. It's like back and forth, back and forth. Was did that happen over a matter of hours, like a day. of days, of a day? Like it's definitely possible that the timeline isn't exactly what we think it is. So probably hear more about that at the reunion. But it it could be that they they did date, but they dated for a week, or it could be that they hadn't at this point when the pod squad meetup happens hadn't actually had their lunch yet. We don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So another question was, what is your current relationship with Aaliyah? He said, we're on good terms. Um, and then one thing that they did talk about was in during this lunch was she was saying, like, I feel like he she might have known you were here. Um, and did y'all decide to do this together? Y'all should just did the ultimatum. Um, this, he, the question was, do you really think Lydia followed you there? 
He said, 100% confirmed. I brought up Instagram because this was the method. More on this later. And so he said, some, he said on here also that the reason he was able to do, do this, ask me anything was because he can talk about anything that's fact up until the episodes that have aired. Mm-hmm. And so if he says more on this later, maybe we'll find out something in the reunion or something. But um, there's this speculation that, you know, I, it, especially even on TikTok, there's speculation that she found out he was going to be on the show somehow and then basically just directly pitched herself to the producers like, hey, I know this guy that's going to be on. But it's like it's conflicting stories. It, it they found out. Can't be both things. It can't right. be both that. It can't both be that a lot of people apply to this show and haven't heard back and that it's so easy on this show that you could just, you know, slide into the DMs of the the casting people. Um, It also can't be both that the show wanted them to hide the fact that they were dating because it was going to mess up the format and also that they 100% knew before it started that they were dating. I think the most likely scenario is that the show did know they were dating wanted to use it on their own terms and not only told them that they couldn't mention it up until a certain time, but then told them that they should mention it after a certain point in time. Like I think that they wanted it to come out. I think that if one of them had said, actually, you know what? I really don't want to talk about this and I'm not, I don't want to bring this up. I don't know that that would have flown with the producers either. Yeah. Cause he also said that uh, he was like, why wouldn't uh, Natalie, uh, Lydia, point out because they had to do their recent dating history. He's like, why wouldn't she say that I was her recent dating person? Um, Because someone asked, because we do later find out at the party that Lydia says, you slept with someone else while we were dating, right? Mm -hmm. And so someone asked, did you cheat on Lydia? He said, no, Lydia and I were never together. We dated for a short time and we're both seeing other people. In the casting process, we were asked to disclose our most recent relationships. If she believed we were in one, she would have disclosed my name or photo and the producers wouldn't have allowed both of us on the show. Well, we don't actually know that the producers wouldn't have allowed both of us. And also, that's a little nitpicky there where it's like, well, no, we were dating, but we were never together. We were never in a relationship. It seems like you guys both weren't on the same page about that. Yeah, she definitely thought it was more like she thought more of their relationship. I mean, we've talked about that. She thought she had a higher view or like she had more uh, hopes for their relationship uh, than he did. Clearly, they had very different perspectives. Um, But but yeah, this whole like invading his privacy and then she clarifies like this is like crossing over into their conversation at the party. She clarifies that she opened a drawer and found things. He's like, Mm -hmm. no, you were snooping through my things. And so it's just, and then like the, oh, all the people I follow, you have been watching their Instagram story for weeks and you've been, uh, why have you been keeping tabs on them? And she's like, oh, I don't know the Instagram algorithm. No, girl, admit it. You were just looking, you were looking at their stories. You were trying to figure out who more about this man by looking at the women that he follows are like, oh, who is he seeing somebody else that he follows? If we're not exclusive, then is he like, who is he, who else is he with? Like that's she was doing her version of some research, uh, but then tried to play it off like the Instagram algorithms that made her go specifically to their stories. I just want people to be more honest. I think she should have just said, yeah, I was looking. I was looking at some (laughs) things. Yep. I, I, you know, and I mean, he's mentioned she's mentioned that she wasn't necessarily in the best place during a lot of this. um, The time that they were together. 
And so, you know, there's it's a chance maybe she was, you know, not necessarily acting how she would normally act. Uh, It's also possible that she did use their relationship as a way to get on the show for whatever reason, but that it uh, ended up being that she ended up really liking Milton and whatever. Like one thing that I did take from the Lydia and um, Uche conversation was it it really didn't feel like she was still into him. I mean, I don't know. No. Yeah. I felt felt like I, I was surprised by that. I did think that she still, there was still something there. Like there was still potential there, but I got very much. So I'm good with Milton now. I, I actually don't, I'm not interested in this mess that you have going on. It felt like she was very turned off by him. Maybe not at the beginning of the conversation, but after their conversation, I didn't feel like she was, she was like good on that. I think there's a difference between like, (laughs) I think there's a difference of like being into someone and like still having feelings of like, wanting to get back at them <laughs> like like let's be honest like I feel like uh this whole situation's kind of like okay maybe I am not into my ex anymore but I definitely want to show them up that I'm doing mm-hmm. better without them and like Lydia's first choice wasn't Milton <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like that's not that's not the case she was determined to leave engaged I yeah. think and you know, and I still have to think about how um, Lydia and Aaliyah apparently had like a blow up before she left, like with um, with Aaliyah saying, hey, if things don't work out between me and Uche, maybe you can have him and her being like, fuck you. Like, I don't want him. It's like, but you you were excited to tell me everything you knew about him. Mm-hmm. Like on the first day that we saw of the pods, you got you took it very seriously when he was talking about like, oh, maybe it's a sign and stuff. So which yeah. is it? And I we, think I I honestly think it was after meeting Milton. Like I don't think they have this amazing connection that they're like uh, meant to be. But I do mm-hmm. feel like she sees like, oh my gosh, okay, it is a little bit easier being with him. He's giving me validation. I don't, I'm, there's no mm-hmm. guessing game here. Mm-hmm. Like, what was I ever doing? Trying, mm-hmm. like, thinking mm-hmm. that Uche was potential. Like, once she was able to see better, then she's like, okay, I can do better. And I, I don't feel like, I do feel like it was different energies in the pod than now. But I think mm-hmm. the difference is the few days that she got to spend with Milton where she's like, okay, maybe I don't, like, what like the the me who I was when I was trying to be with Uche is not what is it? Like, I mean, I don't think she's that self-aware, but I do yeah. think she's having that realization as this is all happening. She's not having I mean, to have this kind of blow up with Milton. Obviously, they don't have all that history, but mm-hmm. I think something has changed. I mean, we didn't really talk about Milton and uh, Lydia, but yeah, no, s- we can let's go into it now. Yeah. Um, do, what did you think about theory. their first meeting? <laughs> oh yeah, their first meeting. Um, it was wild. It was wild. He's nervous. He thinks he looks like so young because of how his hair and facial hair um, was done. I think. She was so stunned about by how tall he was. Six seven. I know we were wondering, but six seven. That mm-hmm. that's tall. I I, I do love love the way that they 
joke. And I, I almost want to say like, I love the way that they joke around each other if they're both okay with it mm-hmm. because they, they do a lot of like, Oh, you're so old. Oh, you're so young. Oh, okay. Grandma. Okay. Little boy, little 12 year old. Like they do joke like that. And I can't tell if it's yes, we're aware that there is an age gap and it's a little weird and we're going to joke mm-hmm. about it. Or if there, or if there actually is some like that, they don't, they don't like that. About it. It's, it's hard to tell it's hard to tell if they like it or not. If they're both on the same page and they both are okay joking with that, then it's then it's cute. If it's not that way, then it's not. But I did think it was very funny when she kept saying, how tall are you? And he goes, 5'10". Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. She's like, you're not 5'10". I'm 5'10". <laughs> I was a little surprised by how much physical chemistry they had. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that they would think like, okay, I, I didn't think they were going to be unattracted to each other, but they are like, they were all about like all of us, like uh, automatically all over each other. They, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they kissed the most out of everybody who yeah. met during the reveal. Um, so I was like, okay, they're not going to have any trouble in that department. But what's going to come out with like everything else? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, so far, not a ton of of drama between the two of them. Like, you know, they, they uh, seem to genuinely like each other. There, there wasn't a lot in Mexico. Like they, the joking, um, we didn't, they were the one that we didn't really get like a, a date with them. We, we had the sort yeah. of like ATV. Yeah, we had like the dinner, the dinner. Oh yeah. yeah we didn't get like an excursion had, type right, of thing. Right. They didn't, they didn't go golfing or do anything, but they, um, uh, it, I, I, you guys yeah, didn't I think like much that. of the shorts fight. Okay, well, so, so for him to think again, this that is it was the, an the age whole joking thing, thing, I think the joking starts off as joking, and it's totally seeds of actual issues that are. Going yeah, to that's probably the the more realistic way of looking at it because I, with both of them, they they weren't. It's like they were saying it with a smile and they're joking, but I think she was saying, no, like, I really do want you to match me with me and I want you to wear this. And with him, he's like, I'm "I'm not going to wear this. Like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not going to have you dress me. I'm not going to wear this. I know it looks good. And I, I a hundred percent, I'm not sure who I feel like should have caved there. Like I, I kind of see with both of them. Like, I feel like with her, it's like, okay, he doesn't want to wear that then drop it with him. It's like, but why don't like, are you really putting up such a big fight where you won't wear the thing? Like, I don't know. I was, I was on both sides on that one. It was hard. Cause I was like, but what, like, if I were her, I'd be like, but why? Then they tried to just play it off the joking and stuff. But that's important because it's not even it's not as minuscule as I don't want. Um, it's not like I just don't want to match. It's him thinking he, it's, it's him. I don't know. Maybe not overthinking, but him thinking about his age and being very conscious of his age mm-hmm. and thinking that, oh, if I wear this, this is her dressing me. And that means it's very it's like she's older than me and I'm, I'm allowing this and like I can't yeah. decide for myself and I can't make this yeah. he, like in, internally. It's a way bigger thing than just, oh, we're both wearing black pants. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. I think that age is such a big thing because, um, yeah, I we know he cares. He cared enough to um, say, oh, my God, I look even younger on this first reveal and then her bringing up the age it's like well now i'm gonna call you old like now <laughs> yeah. either 
you're going to drop it because I'm on television calling you old or we're Mm -hmm. just going to be going toe to toe on this. And like, she like was locking him out of the freaking closet. Like, this is my thing about the whole Lydia and Milton thing is like, I'm like, oh, this is how Lydia is with like most of her relationships. I don't know if that's fair or not, but I'm still thinking about what her dynamic probably was with Uche. And I'm like, she doesn't drop things. Mm-hmm. She does not drop her brother clarified that at all. And it's like, that's that's like kind of an issue. And like, this can't be a mother son dynamic. It just can't. It has to be a romantic partner. And the, the shorts thing, her like pouting and thinking like, that's going to pull. And he's like, no, just, mm-hmm. just no. It's like, yeah, Ooh. I feel like it was, it, it's a, it, it was a small incident, but it did say a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got, once we got back to Houston, we got a little hint of his work schedule, mm-hmm. which I don't think that they included this just randomly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it may come into play uh, at some point about him like working nights if they start to get that, but their issues. I mean, we don't have that much time left through episodes eight, nine and 10, but it could be something. I just feel mm-hmm. like, or they just didn't have enough content, but right. um, we saw his bachelor pad that he has uh, where he lives with his roommate and with the two cow rugs. Two cow uh, rugs. I, okay. Lydia. You're wrong. The cow rugs are awesome. Just like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. No, uh, that, Nicole, I love cow things. I see in the I've got, Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it's, uh, yeah, look, if it's like, if it's like actual hides, I don't know about that, but if it's just like a cow aesthetic, then I'm cool with that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it all, it does always crack me up when, when, it, when you have the like older woman, younger guy relationship and they're like, oh my gosh, this looks like a dorm room. There's no decorations. There's no, like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty, yeah, most of the time. I mean, not always, yeah, but like a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, I, I loved his roommate. Was it Josh? I think was his name. Yes, Josh. When they, when he said something, I can't remember what it was, but he said something about Milton, about how mature he was or how great he was. Mm-hmm. And Lydia was like, "You plan this," and you see them like fist bump. Like yes. that was so funny. It was so good. I'm like, he is such a, he's such a trooper. He's such a wingman. So good. Uh, he is. There's an unnecessary. Um, side note here but but kind of necessary so they talked about how they're both well milton talked about how him and josh are nationally ranked with pokemon showdown pokemon showdown (laughs) tweeted oh my god they said said, um what did they say they were like just to clarify uh gosh where is it they don't tweet that much but they clarified that he's ranked actually like 17,000. Um, and so he's like, they were like, and so that's yeah, the, they're ranked. Oh, they're just said, ranked despite, yeah, they despite claiming to be nationally ranked, Milton is currently ranked approximately 716,115th in Gen 7 random bat- battle, uh, his highest rated format. That being said, he's not wrong. He's still nationally ranked. We appreciate all of our players. Keep grinding the ladder. <laughs> Yo. Why did you I love that. Oh, Milton. Yo. This is this is what you get. This is like me trying to like brag about something, knowing that people won't ever find out, like won't ever do the research for it. It's like when you put something on your resume, knowing that no one's going to check. Pokemon Showdown yeah. said, uh, no. No. They <laughs> yeah. Said, mm. 
hold up. And the fact that Milton's also like, yeah, they got banned for like yeah. trash talk. It's like, you're so young. I'm so banned That's not cute. It's not, yeah. it's not the flex you all. think it is. Yeah. Oh but Lydia, he warned her when he was really wavering on proposing. He's like, can I still can play, I play my, with my Wii? Wii? Yeah. And she said, yeah. I, so. I didn't even know people were still playing Wii's. They, I guess they are. It's ridiculous, yo. And like, even with the whole apartment situation, Lydia was trying to take control of that. She was like giving away the cow rugs to the yeah, <laughs> which I did also think was funny. Like when she walks in, she says, "I've heard so much about you, and guess what? You can have these cow rugs. Congratulations, yeah. congratulations." Um, I, it, but- and this was like I can't tell because if it is. If it's okay and they just joke for the camera, but then like afterwards they actually like do come to like a, you know, consensus and like, that's fine, whatever. But I do, it's bordering on, is it, is it fake? Is it too much? Or is it, is this real? Because like, I, I like, I like that Milton is confident to like standing up to Lydia. I like that. And maybe that just works. Like there, there are couples who just like, that's the way they talk and that's, and that's fine. And they, and it works out and you, and on the surface, you go, how could this possibly work? They, mm-hmm. they both are just so, it seems like they're both so against, you know, each other, but in like a lighthearted way, but maybe mm-hmm. it works. Maybe it works. And I don't know. I mean, yeah. Lydia has just burned up her goodwill with me, dog. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but like justice for Aaliyah forever. And I think with the whole Aaliyah situation and how that went down so bad, because again, Aaliyah was ready to call this woman her sister, but mm-hmm. she she ignored her boundaries. Yeah. And what we hear from Uche, he's not a great source, but he says she crossed his boundaries. Mm. So Maybe I'm just really on edge, but every time she does something with Milton, I'm just like, is this a boundary testing issue? She's like, boundaries are just uh, suggestions. Suggestions. (laughs) (laughs) At this point. Um, So we did, last but not least, we did get to see her meeting um, his brother, or him meeting her brother and mom. And it seems like, his, her mom really liked him. I, I feel like the meeting went well. Seemed like it. There weren't yeah, any like, like major concerns. Well. Um, I think based on the uh, the upcoming, <laughs> it's going to be her family that's a little bit more confused about things. Or uh, his family. His yeah. family. Sorry, his family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, we'll we'll see you when we get to that. But yeah, I mean, meeting with uh, her mom and and brother seemed nice. Um. She heard grandchildren and had no other questions. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, we are good. That yeah. is all I needed to know. Um, but I, I, I do think it's interesting um, that, you know, it. he he came into it over. He's like, do I need to seem more lovey? Do I need to uh, seem yeah. older? And it was like, just be yourself, Milton. And if that doesn't work, then y'all aren't meant to be. Um, I just wonder, is he so in his head about their age that it's mm-hmm. going to come to a head mm-hmm. or are they going to be good enough to actually get married? Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't even be surprised if both these couples got married. I like Milton. I like Milton. I like him as a person. I think he's nice. I don't get why he's on this show. I don't know why 24 year old Milton feels the need to be set up on a blind date love marriage. I don't know that part. 
But Milton seems nice. Um, I'll give you the uh, if oh. you're wondering who my who my brother is into on this season. My brother likes Milton. He's like Milton's mm. cool. Milton, I, he's like he's like I can't imagine that anyone's watching this and not liking Milton. <laughs> like, okay. Well, I don't know if you guys heard this, but Milton, the, is it the TikTok drama? Accused, mm-hmm, people have accused Ooh. Milton of having a girlfriend, like a long distance girlfriend, like or. Leaving, then he messaged her, Hey, I'm gonna go on Love is Blind. Yeah. Then he got his phone back and was like, So I'm engaged. Yeah. So basically, when they started filming, a girl came on TikTok and was like, I was dating a guy who was on a current the current season of Love is Blind. I'm not sure when it's gonna come out, but it's in Houston. And um, he broke up with me right before going on the show. And then that TikTok is gone. People can't find yeah. it. But the her friend it posted a TikTok and said, when you're when the guy who was dating your friend is on Love is Blind and she was like judging, having like a judging face. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about that. Here's my thing. And it truly is a question because I don't know where to land on it. If you're in a relationship because people are in relationships and who knows what their actual like mental state. It's like this is good for now mm-hmm. or or what? Is, is it an automatic knock on them if they're like I got this opportunity to be on TV and potentially find love obviously yes. it's an it's an automatic knock if I'm dating someone and they say they have an opportunity to be on this TV show and it's a dating show yeah no yeah <laughs> you're not- personally not gonna like it obviously the ex is gonna be like that's BS but I mean uh, as like the general population is like if you are in a relationship you have to stay in it if you get even if you get approached about something else that obviously you're like actually this this obviously isn't the relationship for me if I'm even considering doing this well well yeah yeah I guess I think that's a problem is I'm picturing myself being in a very like normal stable relationship and then someone yeah. wanting to go on a dating tv show exactly. I mean it would be put it this way it would be a conversation if they were like I want to go on the challenge and I'd be like hmm that yeah. is not usually a great uh <laughs> great sign for for relationships like but when it's dating yeah not for me but um but I was actually thinking a little differently I was thinking like if you go on love is blind or some other show i don't want people coming out of the woodwork being like oh my gosh i went to high school with this person now they're Mm -hmm. on love is blind i remember i remember you know them dating so and so or whatever look at this mess like i don't want people doing that no no so yeah um yeah i don't know this uh this just keeps happening and happening i mean i don't know is uh is this the new sk and raven are we going to be doing some deep dives into into milton's past relationships um, i'm not sure no if maybe maybe if they get married there will be more that comes out uh like she'll feel a need to say more but but there yeah. isn't i think it really depends on the if 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 milton was in a relationship long distance maybe it was we don't know the exclusivity exclusivity and he goes on this show and he's like look things may or may not be working out go on the show and then come back and say actually you know what i'm in a relationship sorry i Mm -hmm. i've uh i've i'm I'm now engaged to this person yeah that's one thing it's another thing if milton comes back and he's like listen i'm engaged to this person but it's not real and like i'm with you like that that's those are two very different stories yeah and that's how sk approached it right oh it's just a show we're not right actually so, together you know 
we'll see. But yeah, we'll so uh, Asia, Nicole, any final thoughts on this drop or anything else you want to bring up? No, I, uh, I, I enjoyed the drama. I have, I've totally accepted that we're not going to get um, a, just an amazing love story out of this one. No. So <laughs> as long as uh, they keep delivering the drama, then I'll keep, you know, it's fine. Yeah, we'll see. I think I think we're going to have some drama. I would just love to have a nice season with some interesting, but not necessarily messy couples who uh, we can actually root for. Would love that. We'll mm-hmm. see. Maybe one day. I don't know. Uh, I you, you hear things in the mill about how difficult it is to find people who want to go on this show. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, because of what you're doing with the show. Oh, well, uh, but that's yeah, that's it for us this time. We'll be back next time for the next drop, which we think might only be episodes eight and nine. I think I think it might only be yeah. two more episodes in this next drop. So uh, we'll come back for that. We we saw a little bit of previews that we're going to at least we we saw some uh, some wedding attire. So we're, we're getting we're getting to the weddings at least. And then we'll see what goes happens uh, from there. But uh, once again, if you want to uh, check out any of the other podcasts that we have over on the first site feed, um, you can do that. Check out uh, Asia podcasting about um, Married at First Sight over there. And you can check out the um, season of the Perfect Match as well. And all of our seasons of The Ultimatum that we've covered over there. Um, make sure that you uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Nicole, where can everyone check out uh, what you're doing? Um, you can check what I'm doing on Twitter at, at Nikki um, Bernice. I am writing for Collider, so be nice if you checked out the reality TV uh, vertical on there. And I am also at at Black by Reality on basically all socials. Um, the podcast right now we are covering Love Is Blind as well. I'm doing exit interviews for Big Brother, so it's nice over there. It's for Black by Baddies and those who love us. They say. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes. If you want to hear some more love is blind talk from Nicole, definitely check out her podcast. Um, Asia, what all do you have going on right now? Uh, yeah. So everybody can follow me on social media, all social media at Asia, like Asia, that's A-Y-S-H-A, like A-S-I-A. Married at First Sight premieres October 18th. So Jason Reed and I are finally getting back together. I've missed him a little bit. Um, we usually talk all the time, every week, um, year round, uh, but they gave us a nice little break. So we'll be back uh, up and running. Talk about talking about Married at First Sight season 17, which is taking place in Denver, Colorado. Mm. Um, we do have a first where a bride said no at the altar, I believe. Um, so we'll see how that all transpires. Um, and then, of course, Big Brother 25 coverage over on Rob has a podcast. Um, and for anybody who uh, it, uh, is a, like, a, a follower of Rob as a podcast, I will be in New York this week. So come give me a shout, uh, a, a hello and let me know <laughs> if you listen to this podcast because uh, I love meeting everybody. Um, and yeah, anything else I'm up to? Oh, I also wrapped up coverage of the other black girl over on Post Show Recaps with the amazing Mari Forth. We had a great time talking about that season of the other black girl, which is on Hulu. So go check it out if you haven't already and listen to the podcast. Um, but yeah, anything else I'm up to, I'll tweet about it. 
Awesome. Thanks, Asia. Um, and over uh, for my own end, you can follow me everywhere at Frail Mary. And uh, if you are uh, listening to uh, Big Brother coverage over at um, RHAP, if you're a patron, you can check me out. I'll be on the slop this week. It's definitely 100% my first appearance. I've not shown up on the slop in any form. So this is uh, the first time for this year. And since okay, um, Cameron, I mean, Mary. <laughs> and since Rob is uh, going to be in uh, New York, uh, it's going to be myself and Chappelle holding down the slop. So definitely check that out for some probably unhinged time over there. Um, all right. Well, until next time, thank you all for joining us. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.